to another episode of the House of Ballers podcast. I'm your host, Jerome Katie, and today we got some hot topics to talk about. But before we do that, I just want to say thank you guys so much for, for the support recently. I checked the stats and I saw that we had 18 downloads in just one day. So again, thank you so much for the support. And now let's get into, into this week's episode. We have major schedule changes. We have a game that I'm really looking forward to. And we even have a tier that I'm going to tell you guys what I'm liking for um, that tier. And we got some uh, really crazy NBA news and a, three crazy stat lines. We got a lot to get into, so let's just get right into it. So these are the major major schedule changes I was talking about. The Steelers-Ravens Thanksgiving game was moved just three times in six days and to Wednesday. That meant that some other games had to be shuffled around as well. The Week 13 game between the Steelers and the Washington football team was moved to this coming Monday at 5 Eastern. And the Ravens game against the Cowboys was moved to the next day on Tuesday at 8.05 Eastern. Finally, the Niners got kicked out of Santa Clara County because they banned contact sports for the time being because of like a spike in COVID. And because of that, they're playing in my Cardinals home stadium, State Farm Stadium, for the next two weeks. Okay, so that's regarding COVID news. Now let's get into some action. Here's the game that I might eye on for Week 13, and I'm not just being biased when I say this. Rams versus Cardinals. Again, this is my complete unbiased opinion. This game could change a lot of things in the NFC West because that division is so tight. I mean, all four teams are separated by a win. Like, one win. Because the Seahawks have eight wins. I think the Rams have seven. Cardinals have six, and Niners have five. Just all of them are separated by one win. So if that's not tight to you, I don't know what computes is tight to you. So to say that a lot's riding on this game is really an understatement. Both teams have had crushing losses to below 500 teams last week. The Niners uh, beat the Rams last week, and the Patriots beat my Cardinals last week. So it's going to be interesting to see how they take out their frustration on each other. Um, question is, uh, which offense will be stronger? That air raid offense of the Cardinals or that cheesy bootleg offense of the Rams? So next, let's get into, our, uh, or get into my uh, Emily free agent tier maker. Uh, we're going to do something different today. I'm going to give you my rankings for each free agent position player for this offseason in the MLB. Now, on this list, there are five tiers. There's superstar or S tier, and there is A, B, C, D, and that's it. So without further ado, let's get right into it. First up, we have Adani Hechevarria. I mean, to me, I think he's either in the C or D. I mean, he's a fantastic defender, has always been for his entire career, but I'm just going to have to go with D right here. Uh, next up, we have Brett Gardner. Um, I, he's if if this was like two thousand nine to two thousand ten, he'd probably be in like the B tier. But since he's getting older and probably going to retire after this season, uh, after this twenty twenty season, in my opinion, um, I, I put him in the D tier. Next up is the switch hitting god himself, Estrubal Cabrera. Um, I don't think he's that much of a god to be honest with you. Uh, he's been kind of a journeyman for the past like while now and uh he's been like he's i I've, he's been to the rays the mets nationals this year um i think i'm gonna put him in the c tier just because i feel like that switch hitting uh, or the fact that he's a switch hitter can add a lot of value to a team if you need like matchup situations late in games um and, and, he, and he could be a clutch hitter when he wants to so i'm gonna put him in the c tier next up we have jason castro this is interesting because he uh, as an angel he was kind of and then as a padre he was kind of and but I, 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 I feel like he'll have a decent season so I'm thinking either B or C for him uh let's go mm, let's go C 
Uh, next up, we have Cesar Hernandez. This man had a fantastic year for the Indians this year. Uh, I'm going to put him in the A tier just because he's been a great hitter. I mean, not so good of a defender, but he, he, he was, he was um, an all-MLB finalist, uh, which is pretty high rankings for someone like him. So I definitely feel like he'll, he'll, uh, he'll, he'll continue to ride that wave on having a good season this year. Um, Yoannis Cespedes, uh, I'm just going to put him in D tier. He barely even played in 2020. He had this like weird, like missing situation. Like we all thought he was like dead or something, but he was fine, but he's probably not going to get picked up by anybody. So I put him in the D tier. Next up, we have Robinson Chirinos. Uh, I mean, this guy's okay. I mean, so far these free agents have been kind of a dud, but we'll get into some like top tier stuff in a minute. But I just feel like Chirinos, mm, I'm probably going to put him in the D's just because I feel like he's not really that great of a catcher, to be honest with you. I mean, that offense production is kind of there. But besides that, I think that's it. Um, Shin Suchu, I probably put him in the same category as Chirinos as well, D tier. Um, not really too exciting of a player. Um, as and, and he's also getting a little bit older too. So again, not really too exciting. Uh, CJ Cron though I will put him in the C tier just because of like his like his bat is like super um important to a team that needs to get that big home run if you need him to. Uh, I just feel like this guy's a really big power bat and someone can just sneak him on like a one or two year deal in the offseason. Next up we have Nelson Cruz. And his I uh I'm gonna put him in the S tier. Okay, so y'all y'all are gonna give me so much hate for this, but I feel like Nelson Cruz is just that like bona fide designated hitter that he's always been, like throughout his entire career. So I just feel like Nelson Cruz has had a great year this year. Um I don't know if he's gonna be comeback player of the year. I mean he's been consistent his entire career, so I don't think he even needs the comeback player of the year, to be honest with you. Um I I just feel like he's had a great year, and someone's going to pick him up for a one-year, maybe even two-year deal this offseason. Didi Gregorius, I feel like he's going to be in the A tier. I just feel like this man was, like, like crushing baseballs this year, and he, and he could play really good defense, and that can add so much value to a team that needs that kind of help. And I think the Angels should have gotten Didi instead of Jose Iglesias, who they traded for, like, this past week. Oh, and by the way, the Dodgers traded for Cork Canables. That's all the... That's all the stuff that happened like this week besides like non-tender stuff. So I feel like Didi, from what I saw from him on like highlights and stuff, he was doing his thing in Philly this year. Like I, I've been really missing him in pinstripes. I mean, he's been wearing the red pinstripes, but I need him to wear the black pinstripes, man. I need, I need him back, man. But it just probably won't happen. I think he should have probably gone to the Angels or they'll use Jose Iglesias as a trade piece and then sign Didi. But who knows what will happen with that. Uh, next up, we have Derek Dietrich. Um, I used to love this guy uh, when I was a Marlins fan. Yeah, I was a Marlins fan. Uh, you guys probably know that if you follow my Instagram, at House of Bars, by the way. Please follow that. Um, yeah, back to Derek Dietrich. I feel like he's been a really like clutch power hitter his entire career. I just feel like that defense is not really there. So that, that value kind of brings him down a little bit. So I'll put him in the C tier. Uh, next up, we have DJ LeMahieu. Uh, he's automatically going in the S tier. The way he sets the table for the power hitters on that uh, Evil Empire lineup is like top quality, like Tony Gwynn type. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, like he he'll 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 get you like three or four hits a night. 
Like, like this man knows how to put a bat to a ball. Like, this man's like a professional hitter. Like, I, like not many people can say that hitters in this league are professional hitters, but this guy's a professional hitter. Uh, next up, we have Domingo Santana. Uh, he's kind of like an average player, so I'll put him in the C tier. Uh, next up, we have Adam Eaton. Um, I mean, he's an average fielder, okay hitter, so I'll also put him in the C tier. Uh, next up, we have uh, Edwin Encarnacion. Hmm, interesting because I I feel like I feel like I'm saying I feel like I'm uh, I feel like I want to put him in the B tier. But also, like, the C tier because he's getting way older and past his prime. Um, I'll probably say C tier for now. Um, Tyler Flowers. This is interesting. I feel like I feel like he was a good backup catcher for the Braves for Darno and um, all those great catchers that they have there. Um, I feel like he'll be... Hmm, I feel like he'll also be in C tier as well. Next up, we have Logan Forsythe, D tier. Nothing much to say about him. Next up, we have George Springer. This guy's going in the superstar easily. I feel like he's the same thing with DJ, but like has a lot more power. I remember there was this one game where he hit like three home runs. I'm I wasn't I, I'm not sure if this is in the bang bang year of 2017. But this man hit like three homers and he was at the leadoff spot. So if he can get you that kind of like um that a uh, jump at the leadoff spot, he can get you leadoff home run after leadoff home run. Like this man can really be like like a like a like a catalyst for your postseason hopes, and I think the Blue Jays are probably eyeing him, and that is a great spot for him. I mean, if you have if you if you, if you look at that young talent with Bo Bichette, Kevin Biggio, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., even Lourdes Guriel Jr. had a great year, so I feel like George Springer can really fit into that like fun and lighting chemistry of that Blue Jays team. He's gonna be really interesting. Um, next up we have Jay Bruce. Um, he's, he's always been a really good power hitter, but I'm not sure if he had a great year this year. So I'll put him in the D tier. Next up we have Jackie Bradley Jr. Now this, this, this player is interesting because he's probably one of the best defensive outfielders we've had in the past five years, but his hitting hasn't really been up to par, but people have been saying his hitting has been fantastic. So Based off of the word on the street, I'm probably going to put him in the B tier just because of that defense. That defense is crazy. If you haven't watched his defensive highlights yet, um, click off this uh, podcast and go check that out because he's just built different. This man is just built, built different. Uh, next up is Jed Lowry, D tier. Nothing else to say about him. JT Romuto. Okay, I'm going to put him in the S tier. I think it's pretty obvious. Um, I just feel like he's easily one of the best catchers in baseball right now. Can hit. Uh, can throw out runners, can like, like do everything at the catcher position that you need him to, almost like a Johnny Bench, if you're talking that far back. Uh, I just feel like um, JT is going to be really something special for whoever he's going to get for, whoever he's going to sign with, probably the Mets, but that's just my opinion. Next up, we have Matt Kemp. Clearly not his like 2011 year where he just like went off, but I'm going to put him in the D tier. Uh, Kevin Pillar, defense is fantastic, but that's pretty much it so i'll probably put him at the d tier as well next up we have colton wong this is very interesting because if the yankees don't sign dj uh people have said that colton wong could be on their radar um his fielding is just like jackie bradley jr is like insane i remember i think 2019 he had that like glove like like pat of a double play like i i can't really describe it off the top of my head so you have to uh, find a video on youtube about that but this, I mean, I mean, this man's great 
at playing second base, obviously, because he's a major leaguer. But uh, just at that defensive spot, like, he's fantastic. So I'll probably put him in B tier. Uh, Kurt Suzuki, um, he'll, he'll be clutch when you need him to. But I just don't know. I'll put him in the uh, D tier. Uh, next up, we have Marcelo Zuna. I'll put him in the S tier because he had a great hitting year this year. Um, ne- next to Nelson Cruz, it's probably like um, 50-50 y- y- yin or yang as the uh, as a top DH in baseball um, because the, he played for the Braves last year. The National League had the DH. You, I'm sure you guys already know that. But, I mean, Marcelo Zuna had a fantastic year the, this year. I think he was... I think he was near like leading the league in home, uh, leading the national league in home runs. I just feel like he's he's gonna be a hot hot commodity for any any team to sign. Uh, next we have Nick Markakis. I'll probably put him B tier. Nothing special with him there. Also with Mar- um, Marvin Gonzalez, I'll probably put him there too. Um, Cameron Maben. Uh, he he kind of he kind of revitalized his career with the Yankees, but with the Tigers this year, I guess he was kind of a little dud this year. Um, I'll put him in the C tier just for the, yeah, I'll just put him in the C tier. Next up we have, um, James McCann. Okay. So you guys know, I was talking about him on my Instagram the other day, the, and the Yankees were linked to him. If, if we don't send real Muto, I feel like, um, uh, James McCann would be a really good pick here. Um, I feel like he'll go in S tier. I mean, Actually, you know what? I'll put him in the A tier. I'll put him in the A tier. I'll, 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 I'll be at least a little bit realistic. I mean, he was a backup catcher for the White Sox this year behind the switch hitting Yasmani Grandal. Uh, he had a great year. I think he hit like 10 home runs this year. Uh, he's, he's, he's been like improving on that defense. So I'll put him in the A tier. I feel like he's going to have him and Didi and Cesar Hernandez in this A tier. Definitely have some high potential that can boost them up to that S tier. Uh, next, we have Mitch Moreland. I'll put him in the B tier just because he had that fantastic start with the Red Sox and then kind of dipped with the Padres. But I just feel like if like if that if that little stretch of time with the Red Sox can just be a little bit more consistent, I feel like he'll be in that B tier consistently over and over and over again. Uh, next two players actually we have Daniel Murphy and Joe Panic. I'll put them both in the D spot, uh, D tier. Next we have Yasiel Puig. Now the Braves, the Braves like nearly got him, but uh, that was contingent on him not getting COVID, and he got COVID. So um, you don't get to be on a top uh, NL East team. I mean, just imagine what that Braves team could have been like with Yasiel Puig on it. I mean, could they have reached the World Series? I mean, we'll we'll never know that answer. But I feel like he'll be a he would have been a great catalyst for that Braves team. Which is why I think I'll put him in that B tier. I mean, I know some people hate him because of his like antics when he licks his bat. I mean, that probably tastes like pine tar to be honest with you. But anyway, um, I, I, um, anyway, I just feel like um, Yasiel Puig is kind of like in. I mean, he was he was great with the Dodgers and the uh, Reds and the Cleveland Indians and all that kind of cool stuff. But I just I just feel like he'll be a great at, um add to any team that needs an outfielder like desperately. I feel like he's someone you can like not build around, but like he's he's he he he, he could be one of like the co center pieces of a team. Cause uh, I I told you in uh, earlier podcasts he made that throw from like in Coors Field when he was still with the Dodgers. He made this throw from like the warning track in like right center and right center is pretty far. From uh the play, obviously it's probably like four ten. I'm probably making that up, but anyway, 
it was on the warning track, and he just chucked it to third base, like, on the fly. So, I mean, you could tell that his fielding is, like, all-world type. So, next we have Wilson Ramos. I'll probably put him in the D tier. Um, again, not too exciting there. Same with uh, Josh Reddick. Um, he was, he was, he's been kind of a bust for a while. Uh, Ryan Braun, this is interesting. Because I feel like he's, I mean, people are going to... Uh, Man, I don't know about Ryan Braun, man. I just I feel like there's there's a, there's an angel and the devil to him. There's an angel in the fact that he's been with the Brewers for so long, and he's been doing great things for them his entire career. And then that devil is, of course, that PEDs issue with him. So I just feel like I mean he's he's a really cool guy. Like I don't know if that PED you can just assume that he's like a bad person or anything. Uh man, I don't know. I'll probably put him in the C tier. I mean, he's I mean, he's talented enough to be a major leaguer at this at his age, but I just don't know if that's possible. Uh, Pablo Sandoval, Mister Three Home Runs in the twenty I think twelve World Series. So this man was this man was different in like the in like the Giants World Series runs back in like twenty twelve and twenty fourteen and whatnot. But since then, he's declined like crazy. So I'll probably put him in the D tier just because of his age, his approaching father time. It's gonna decline fast. Uh, next, we have Jonathan Scope. If you don't play MLB The Show, a lot of YouTubers have said that his swing is glitchy and his uh, his his uh, skills are great. But I really feel like uh, the game doesn't really translate into real-life baseball. Uh, so I'll put him in the D, uh, C tier for this one. I'll put him below there. Uh, next, we have Marcus Simeon. Now, this is interesting, too, because he had a great year la- uh, in 2019, like, third in the MVP vote, I think it was. But then this year, he just declined. Like, it wasn't really his best year. And I think that 2019 year was kind of a fluke, so I'll put him in that C tier. People will call me crazy on that, but that that's just, for me, that's just what it is. Uh, next, we have Eric Sogard. I'll probably put him in the D tier, too. Um, Jonathan VR, also put him in the D tier. Carson Kelly, now, I'm also kind of a Diamondbacks fan in a way. I'm a Yankees and Diamondbacks fan because I told you guys I'm from New York and Arizona as well. We did a podcast from Arizona uh, a couple weeks ago, so definitely check that out if you haven't already. But back to Carson Kelly, I feel like he, I think he tied the franchise record for most home runs by a catcher. Uh, I feel like I feel like if he, I feel like if he can ride a wave of like great hitting, I feel like he can be a really really good catcher that someone can pick up. But this year wasn't really his best year. So I'll probably put him in the D tier as well. I mean, he, hopefully he can uh, go to a team where where they can revitalize his career because he's because he can be a really good hitter if if they if they like like if they like take that talent with him. So next, uh, lastly, actually, we have Yadier Molina. His he's a free, he's a free agent for the first time in his career, um, but I think he'll I don't know if he'll resign with the Cardinals because of like the money aspect of COVID this year. But I feel like he will resign with the Cardinals just because I don't I don't see anywhere else where he won't be um, a Cardinal. Like I just feel like he was destined to wear that um, red and white jersey and that red hat with that STL on it. I just feel like he, that 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 place has always been destined for him. It's not like Pujols where he just like dipped St. Louis and went to Anaheim uh, and just became an okay player. Uh, I feel like uh, Yadier Molina is going in the C tier. I don't know why. I just I feel like his career has been like one of the best of all time. So for that reason, I'll put him in the C tier. 
And guys, that's it for the um, the 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 tier list. Um, make sure you guys let me know some more ideas because I really like making these tier lists for you guys and breaking down different stuff. So if you have any ideas for me that I can that I can use for this podcast, just let me know. Uh, just downloaded that. Okay, all right, we're back. So uh, next up in the NBA, we had a. Big, big trade go down. A monumental trade. Russell Westbrook got traded to the Wizards for John Wall in a first-round pick. The question is, who won this deal? This might be surprising to some people, but I think the Rockets actually won this deal. And let me tell you why. If you're able to trade someone who had no trade value and no one wanted him because of his antics and like his bully ball type of mentality, and like he wasn't he wasn't really like meshing well with Harden in Houston. Um, for someone who had a crazy amount of trade value in John Wall, especially with how he's been working out and how he stated that he's fully healthy for the first time in his career and a little piece of your future in that first round pick, then that front office must be having a big celebration. At first, the Rockets seemed like a dud team that would have no eyes on them this season. But now with this trade, they're going to be a lot of exciting eyes on them this year, including mine. And... I, I'm I'm excited just as everybody else to see how everything will unfold with that new coaching staff with Steven Silas as their new head coach. Uh, they'll probably get a GM soon because Daryl Morey stepped down. Uh, stuff like that. Yeah, so I'm really excited to see what this Rockets team can do with the new uh, point guard bringing up the ball. Uh, lastly, we have our baller, ballers of the week this week. Notice I said ballers because we had three guys who did fantastic for... Alabama this week against LSU, uh, quarterback Mac Jones, running back Najee Harris, and wide receiver Devonta Smith. I mean, before we get into it, uh, before we get into their stat lines, usually Alabama versus LSU was a back and forth game, but this one was all one-sided. Mac Jones' stat line was 20 for 28, 385 yards and four touchdowns. Honestly, I feel like this was a neck and neck, or this is a neck and neck Heisman race between Kyle Trask of Florida and Jones of Alabama. I just don't see Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields getting into that um, conversation because of COVID outbreaks between both programs. And after that shaky performance against Coastal Carolina last night, Zach Wilson's Heisman stock just went down the drain. But crazy things have happened, so I'm really excited to see what this Heisman um, this this Heisman uh, race is going to come down to. Uh, next, we have Najee Harris' stat line. He had 21 carries, 145 yards, and three touchdowns. And finally, Devonta Smith's stat line, he's a Louisiana native, by the way. He had eight receptions, 231 yards, and three touchdowns. I mean, I think it's safe to say that Bama was balling out in this game. I mean, they're, they're, they're probably locks to be, probably, they're, they're a lock to be in the playoff and the semifinals for sure. I, don't, I mean, I, I feel like there might be an, I don't, I don't know if there's going to be an upset because I just feel like those three guys that I mentioned on offense will be insane for them come uh, semifinal playoff time. And guys, that just about does it for another episode of the House of Ballers podcast. Please subscribe or follow if you haven't already. Tell your friends and family about this podcast. Also, follow follow this podcast on Instagram at House of Ballers, H-O-U-Z-Z-O-F-B-A-L-L-E-R-Z-Z. That's the Instagram handle right there. And That's it. I'll see you guys probably next week or the week after that. I'm not sure. Uh, Happy holidays, by the way. I'll mention that on future episodes uh, come Christmas time and Kwanzaa and Hanukkah and whatever else you guys celebrate. 
Um, yeah, so thank you guys so much for listening this week. Hope you enjoyed it. I'm out. Peace!